Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 45. It's now been 15 weeks exactly since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And my weight is hovering exactly between 207 and 208. That means I'm still down between 17 and 18 pounds for my experiment duration. And you'll know in a, bit, in a minute why I actually think that's a good thing. Well, after we come back from listening to our inspirational snippet by Josh Woodward, I'm letting go. I've got a lot to get go of because I've just been in a gosh darn pissy mood all weekend. I tell you, I've just not been happy, not feeling good, and not in a good mood. But before we get into all that stories and my bonus topic, I want to be sure to give shout outs to Sue who has been encouraging me all weekend on Facebook as she can. And as we know from last time, she's super busy. And I want to give a special thank, thank you to Anne, who commented that she couldn't wait to hear episode 44 after my post bitching about how much my back was hurting while I was editing it. Also, thanks to my faithful liker on Facebook, Jody, and also to Danielle, Danielle, and to mark my husband because he comes in and likes my posts a lot. And a special, special heartfelt thank you to Abby and Janet who've been taking the time to email me all this weekend as again I've been complaining. You know, you might be hearing some noise in this park because I am with my cane. For those of you who don't know, I threw my back out last week. Last Tuesday morning, I could not get out of bed at all. It's a, some kind of muscle spasm that I'm working through, and some days are better than others. Some days I can walk a little bit. Sometimes I can get off the bench. Sometimes I can't, so I have to keep my trusty cane with me all the time. So I was feeling a little better today, so I came down to my local park. I didn't walk down. I actually drove down because I don't think I'm going to make it back up the hill. But it's a really busy lovely morning in Southern California. So we've got quite a few people bicycling and walking their dogs. We've got the sprinklers going, the gardeners are leaf blowing, there's, there's traffic by the streets and all kinds of stuff, including the sound of my heavy breathing since I haven't been walking for a week, really, truly walking, and my little cane snap snapping along as we go. So when we come back from Josh, my topic for today is facts versus the compulsive mind. But I'm letting go, I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go, I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never Thank you, Josh, for reminding me I need to let go of a whole bunch of crap. I need to let go of a lot of things. But before I get going on letting go of everything I need to, I did want to let you know that Josh sent me a really cool photo holding a sign saying, thank you, Lori, which I'm going to post on today, day 45, and also a link to a video he did where he talks to me and says thank you and wishes us well on the podcast. So if you come to day 45, you'll see the link to the video and Josh's photo. You can also see that on the Spark team that Cheryl and I have. 
and I'm keeping a permanent link to the video and also to Josh's song, I'm Letting Go, which you can download for free from his website. All right, onward and upward. Just what is it that I need to let go of today and why? If we go a little bit back in the Wayback Machine, we remember that Mark and I celebrated our anniversary, our 20th anniversary in Disneyland, and that was really fun, and we went on a bunch of roller coasters and rides, and I didn't think anything of it and felt perfectly fine. And my worries were unfounded about that you, Brave Companions, wouldn't have someone to support you if you needed it while I was away, because Brave Companion Sue from the UK and Cheryl, my friend and co-leader of our Sparks team, made sure to step up to the plate and comment to people. And we had some new users. And I came back home and was thrilled to bits that the Brave Companions were supporting each other and that we had a lot. In fact, there was so much going on. If you listen to last episode 44, it's really kind of a long one because there were many stories, many cool things, lots and lots of good links on those show notes, in fact, because that was a very dense episode. The other thing about episode 44 was I did that one while hobbling around in Descanso Gardens after my back went out. That's right, because when we came home, I went hiking in the mountain and felt fine. And then Monday, I went swimming in my water aerobics class and felt fine. I went to bed Monday night, felt fine, woke up Tuesday, could not move. Literally, could not move. In agony, back muscle spasm, all signs point to an overuse injury, which can happen if you cumulatively do stuff that's a little too much for your back. Now, I've been hiking up and down the mountain two or three times a week now for couple of months, no ill effects and walking and all of that. But not only were we going on roller coasters when you think about it at Disneyland in California Adventure, we're also walking a lot of miles. You know, one time I wore a pedometer to Disneyland on a crowded day just to see how many miles do you get in waiting in the line and walking around from one side of the park to the other. And I got over eight miles. So chances are between the hiking that I did when I came back, that probably was not a good move on my part to do a, a hike up the mountain after going to Disneyland. But I swear, brave companions, I felt fine. I felt good, couldn't wait to go on the mountain. And my mountain hikes are actually my favorite, favorite episodes because I get so much out of it. I listen to podcasts like I like Jillian Michaels and I like Alan Standish's podcast about how to quit binge eating and listening to all of his guests and his thoughts on it. So I listen to all of these inspiring, fun podcasts or music all the way up the mountain. Then I go to either my Zen spot or my next to upper Zen spot. And I have all these great thoughts that have occurred to me while taking this long, long hike. As you know, I spill my guts to you all and then I listen to it on the way down.
And by listening, one, I usually surprise myself with what's come out of my mouth. And sometimes I cringe at myself about what's come out of my mouth. But I also make mental notes of what do I need to edit. And usually once I get back from hiking, I go right away to the computer, download the video file, I'm sorry, download the audio files, and make those cuts, the rough cut of the episode. So the mountain is really where I kind of get my zen on because it's physically an aggressive workout for me, even though I'm not walking super fast. The hill is steep enough that it gets my heart rate up so I get some really good stress relief from that. It's kind of like running. I used to be a runner, but my knees won't take it any longer. So now I do bicycling and I do hiking and I do swimming and water aerobics primarily. Now hiking and bicycling are actually great exercises because you're sort of hitting both sides of your legs in a different way. So they're very good companions. But this is another topic. And I could tell I'm, I'm getting off track because I don't want to really talk to you about how I felt last weekend because I wasn't your fearless leader. <laughs> I felt like I was the pitiful puddle, you know, of woe is me. So let's go back a little further or actually move forward from the bad back. As I said, I went on Thursday to Desconso and that was really kind of tough just to hobble around Desconso far enough to get to the back of the park in order to sit on my rock, or rather perch sort of against my rock, and do episode 44. But then I sort of wandered around Desconso again, listening to episode 44, and I was really proud of it, and I was super proud of the Michelles, and I was proud of how the show is going, and I was just proud and happy in general. So we come into Friday morning and I get up and there's a lot of pieces for me to put together in my editing of this show because I've done a lot of segments. Well, when you're editing, well, when I'm editing, I should say, I'm sitting in my desk chair and working on my computer. And those of you that have had bad backs might know the very worst feeling in the world is sitting down for an extended period of time. Hence why I started complaining on Facebook of, oh my gosh, my back is hurting me so much. I don't know if I can get this show edited. So thanks, Anne, for saying that you couldn't wait to hear it because that spurred me on. So I did a little bit of editing. Then I have to get up with my cane and walk around the house, do some back stretches, come back and do a little bit of editing, and so on and so on and so on. And so weiter, as we would say in German. But I didn't mind because that was a great episode, and I was very proud of it. And because Anne said she couldn't wait to hear it, I couldn't wait to publish it and get it out there for all of you. Well, as my back pain increased, so did my mood. <laughs> my mood got really pissy and I really became almost immobile. I was having a lot of trouble just moving around and getting myself out of chairs and things, but I was overall happy. And then something great happened. I was thrilled to death because brave companion Sandy texted me and said, 
what are you and Mark doing? I want to go to that Mexican restaurant you like after work. And I'm thinking, oh my Lord, Sandy, how did you listen to episode 44 so quickly? Because if you recall, I use eating at this Mexican restaurant as one of the examples of how you can go out on a social occasion and still eat what other people eat. And I'm thinking, wow, that's really something. But no, it was synchronicity. Sandy <laughs> had not had a chance to listen to episode 44 yet. She just remembered that Mark and I like this restaurant. She works fairly near to where we live. And so it just crossed her mind when she had an evening available that it would be fun. So off we went. And it was really fun. It was great. Though I must say, the sneaky robot alien part of my mind, because remember, I'm already in a pissy mood, right? The sneaky robot aliens were saying, damn, now because you put in the, in the podcast that you're going to have a small margarita and you're going to eat those chips in a small, small bite, you can't have a bigger margarita, knock it down, and eat chips till the cows come home. Because then Sandy would know when she listens to episode 44, you're a big fat hypocrite, Lori. And that gave me a slight moment of twinge. But then I thought, you know what? If what I really want is a big old margarita, and if what I really want is to eat a bunch of chips, then that's what I'll do. I'm not going to let that impact me. And as a matter of fact, when Brave Companion, Sandy, Mark, and I went to have dinner, I would say it was almost bite for bite the way I described in episode 44. The only difference being, I told you in episode 44 that my favorite is green corn tamale, I mean green corn enchilada, and it's really green corn tamale. But I loved it. I loved it that evening, and I took enough home that I could have it again for lunch for the next two days. So Lori, sounds like from Friday night on, you're doing really well, right? Because you actually did manage to get to Descanso even though your back hurt, you were able to put out a very good episode that you're, that you're very proud of. You got to meet up with Brave Companion Sandy and have a dinner at your favorite place and you didn't go hog ass wild. So what is there for you to be so darn pissy about that you have to tell us the difference between the compulsive mind and the facts? Well, to be honest, now I'm starting to feel really foolish now that I hear this back because this is not the compulsive mind. This is the facts that I am listening to thus far, right? So I do feel a little bit crazy. But here's the crux of it. You all know that I get feeling insecure for various reasons when you don't comment. And episode 44 is the first episode in a really long time that even this morning still has zero comments on it. That's right, zero. And not only does episode 44 have zero comments, no new emails from new brave companions, no new contacts in the contact form, no new speak pipe messages, private or otherwise, no new bravery hotline messages, 
Basically, I feel like last weekend I was sitting in the cone of silence. And so, the robot alien mind started talking to me. See, Lori, they're tired of you. See, Lori, they don't want what you say. See, you probably talked way, way, way too much on episode 44. Just like everyone always told you, you talk way too much and that's turned everyone off and no one's ever gonna contact you again. Now this is also because I was expecting an email from Alan Standish because he wants to interview me for his podcast. And I was expecting an email from him this week. It didn't happen. But now Alan is a busy father and business person, right? So we had made arrangements before and we had to cancel due to scheduling conflicts between us. But my robot alien mind is saying, see that, Alan's listened to more of your shows. See that, now he knows you're no good. Now he doesn't want to waste his time putting you on his show because you're a bunch of crap. See, here's this theme. When the robot aliens get a hold of me, I'm pretty much full of crap. No wonder my eyes are brown. This is what I start hearing in my head. This critical stuff all the time. You're no good. No one likes you. No one wants to hear you. No one wants anything to do with you. And normally, what would this do? Run me right for the chips. That's what I would do. And other things were going on as well. My poor husband, Mark, his iPhone got broken and had to be sent off to Texas for two whole weeks. So he's two whole weeks without his personal phone and using a loaner, which means he cannot play a game on it that is his pride and joy. So I feel really bad about that and spent a lot of time trying to help him out, but it's just not going to be feasible. So there was that little bit of family drama, and Mark was really being a pretty good sport given how very devastating this is to him. This is comparable to how devastated I felt when my old computer went toes up and I thought I was not going to get to podcast anymore. <laughs> okay, so we had all that kind of little drama, and then day by day my back kept getting worse and worse and worse, and I thought, well, maybe I could walk in the park, the park I'm walking in right now, but no. And I thought, well, maybe I could go take a bath because I have, I'm lucky enough to have a jacuzzi tub with some bath jets. The trouble is, once I get into that tub with a bad back, pretty hard to get out. Though finally, last evening, Mark and I agreed that I got into that tub and was able to sit in the jacuzzi jets, which did help, and then with Mark's help, I was able to haul myself out of that darn bathtub. But even the idea that I needed to have my husband help me get out of a bathtub, I like to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. I think we've established that. I think that that's clear. Then another thing that got into my compulsive brain was that I had a miscommunication with a person, and I'm not going to give you any details about it other than it was a miscommunication, and I don't think either party is at fault, but I think it's just one of those things where you're probably familiar with this. You'll go back and berate yourself and say, why didn't you say this? Why didn't you do that? What more can I do? And I started to get very obsessive about it. And I did not want to go down this path 
because I've done this before. I have felt that I have done something wrong and it is especially hurtful to me and devastating to me when I did something wrong, either unknowingly or trying to do something good. Okay, I think I'm doing something good, but it's taken as you did something wrong or it really turned out badly and it's all effed up right now. That is one of my deepest, deepest triggers that will bring on those critical compulsive robot aliens that are just ready to beam into my body and make it all feel better by numbing me out, by turning off my rational brain and throwing chips down my gullet until I'm so physically full that I can't think at all so I won't have to worry about these pains and these discomforts that I'm feeling, these real emotions inside myself. Instead, I will transfer it all into the familiar feeling of, oh my God, I ate too much and I'm fat as a pig and I'm bad for being fat. Because, brave companions, it's much easier to feel like I'm bad or not liked for being fat than it is to think I'm bad or not liked because of my thoughts and ideas, things that come from my heart, things that I do as an authentic person. If my authentic things aren't well received, that brings me back to that whole nobody loves me feeling and see they were all right. I need to get on my mask of perfection. I need to get on my mask of being a helper. I need to do something, anything, tap dance in any way to get someone to like me again. Well, I didn't want to come down here and make another pathetic episode, like episode four, and I didn't want to have a robot alien episode to forgive either. I didn't want to explain robot aliens, and I didn't want to have robot aliens, and I did have all of these feelings all weekend, that tend to trigger robot aliens. So what did I do, brave companions, instead? That's the question. The first thing I did is think about what is the truth? What are the facts, okay? It is a fact that as far as I know, while I'm recording this, episode 45, that episode 44 is the first episode in a very, very, very long time to have zero comments. That is an actual fact. But is it a fact that the reason episode 44 does not have comments because I'm bad, that every single brave companion got tired of listening to me etc etc did I all of a sudden turn into a crappy podcast or a bad person and someone not worth commenting to no as we heard from Michelle she's a single mom with jobs and kids and all this kind of thing and she just commented a whole bunch before them and there's other of you that I know from my private email experiences that are going through things of your own worse than a bad back or at least is bad, or you have a life, or maybe you were lucky enough to go away for a weekend and have a really good time. There are many, many reasons why someone is not immediately jumping onto a website and posting a comment. 
also, this isn't episode three we're talking about, it's 44. Even some of the most loyal and happy, brave companions who love to listen to Compulsive Overeating Diary have lives and have not caught all the way up to episode 44. That's a lot of episodes to listen to. That is also a fact, and I can tell this from my download statistics of kind of where you are and what's going on. And some of you have been able to listen to that, but you know, this is a lot of content that I've created in a very short time. It is unrealistic to think that everybody is just waiting with bated breath to see is a new episode going to drop and let me listen to it immediately with my pencil in hand to write down all my pertinent comments and come onto the website and put them down. Now I've gotten a little bit spoiled because many of you have done that. You have made time to come in and to leave comments both on the we are who are the brave companions page to tell a little bit about your story or to comment on my episode or to comment to each other so i've gotten a little bit spoiled maybe i've built up a little unrealistic expectation but the victory here companions is the fact that i know this i didn't have to go eat chips to think it through i was able to say ouch this hurts i was able to say I wish things were different. I was able to look at it. What is the actual fact that I know? What are all the possible reasons I can think of? And do they all point to me? Am I really queen center of the universe? No, I am not. All reasons do not have to do with me. In fact, the majority of reasons for things in life, including around my own podcast, do not have to do with me. They have to do with other people. And that is a very hard concept for me to grasp. And I think for people pleasers, it is also a hard thing to grasp because we feel it is our job to be the hero. It's our job to be perfect. It's our job to take care of everything. And if something is effing up, all roads point to us. At least they did to me. And that's a lot of pressure. So I will say, yes, I was disappointed that there wasn't comments on episode 44. And a great deal of that is that I was going absolutely bunker stir crazy. I'm used to hiking, going to the farmer's market, going out with my friends, running around, keeping my house even clean. And I'm having to sit there on my back watching the dust bunnies show up in my, my tile floor and not able to do much about it. Now Mark, God bless him, has been doing a stellar job. He's been keeping our kitchen spotless and keeping all those dishes up because I can't bend over to take the dishes out of the dishwasher. So he knows how crazy I am watching our house get dirty and me not being able to clean it better or at all really. <laughs> and it's too big and he has too much on his plate to expect Mark to have to do all the cleaning as I would do. Not reasonable. But he is doing what he can do. And Abby and Janet, they sent me emails of encouragement. And what I said to them is, I'm going stir crazy. I feel crappy. <laughs> I, I can't stand having a bad back. And both of them emailed me encouragement. And that made a huge difference. I said, see, they both care about me. 
And Sue, despite her busy schedule, she made sure to keep up with me on Facebook a little bit as I was posting my rants on Facebook, saying I'm, I'm posting this rant in order not to go for chips because I am so stir-crazy. And so all of those little points of contact really worked out. But Brave Companions, what's really different about these points of contact versus what I've done in the past? Whether someone sent me an email originally or not, I let them know how I was feeling. And with the Facebook post, I posted that. I did that. I initiated that. I say, I'm going to put these posts on Facebook. This is how I feel. Rather than go in my cocoon of chips and bury myself with another few pounds to take off in a week or two, I let people know, at least those of you that hang out at all on my Facebook page, how I was feeling. And from that, I got some likes and I got some encouragement, and that helped me. Now as to my other matter, the miscommunications and not hearing from Alan, I did what I could. I apologized for my part of the miscommunication. And then all the rest of the day, when the robot alien would come in my head and try to say something about how bad I was and how it was my fault or I was stupid or any kind of accusatory thing, I would say to myself, huh, my compulsive brain is trying to get down on me about this situation. I think I'll just let it go. And that happened maybe 20 times. Huh, the robot aliens are trying to come into my compulsive brain and give me a hard time. Isn't that interesting? I think I'll let it go. And you know what? This really worked. <laughs> If you stop and say, the compulsive robot aliens are trying to go in my mind and tell me some bad thing about myself, isn't that interesting? I think I'll just let it go. Pretty soon your own mind gets interested into what's on TV or what's for dinner or what's needs to do or a good book or something else. This is huge. This is really, really huge that just because the compulsive robot aliens can come into my thoughts and say something bad to me that normally would strike a chord, it doesn't matter. Because I have the power to say, look at that. The compulsive robot aliens are in my brain. They're trying to get after me. Isn't that interesting? I think I'll let it go. So. I actually think that whatever I did, whether it was, you know, an accident or whether it was a bad thing or a good thing, it was a great lesson. It was a great lesson for me. So while I did not enjoy that pain of the familiar F up feeling that strikes me, I do enjoy knowing that I don't have to let it devastate me. I don't have to. I can choose to be as best as I can and try to be as positive as I can. And if some people aren't a good fit for me, if our communication styles clash or they have differences of opinion that make me uncomfortable, 
I don't have to deal with that. I can just say in my mind, well, I don't, I am who I am and that's different from my point of view, God bless you, and move on. Just move on. Don't spend time thinking in your brain about what an evil bitch or bastard that person is or how awful they were or justify how right you were and how wrong they were because there are two sides to every issue and I'm sure on every miscommunication issue there are hurt feelings and triggers and buttons on both sides. You don't have to be a doormat. You don't have to roll over in order to make them okay. All you have to do is admit to yourself they have a right to their opinion, but it doesn't have to be your opinion, and you can either keep things neutral or just limit your exposure to that type of person or to that person, and just in your brain wish them well. Because when we wish them ill, when we want revenge in our mind, it doesn't hurt them, it hurts us. It makes us feel bad about who we are as people. So that's another thing I've learned in life. When I'm really, really mad at someone, really, really mad, and I find myself saying something in my head to wish them ill, I turn it around and say, Wow, their life must be painful. God bless them. Or however you believe. Good thoughts, good vibes, good wishes. It doesn't matter the belief. What matters is that you turn yourself away from feeling that anger and that bitterness and those things that make you sour and continue this hurt for a longer time for you. Because as soon as you can bring yourself to say, I wish you well, good life, whatever your phrasing might be, you have turned the corner and they are soon leaving your mind, leaving your mind open to stuff that you wanna do. So, I'm gonna put myself on the old bravery, on my own bravery report today as well. Because I told you, Ellen Standish and I have been trying to schedule an interview for a while and we've had scheduling conflicts and we've had, you know, family conflicts or things come up where something or another doesn't work out. So given my pissy, I'm no good and feeling like crap tendency of this weekend, of course I was thinking things like, well, if he really wants to interview you, he'll get back to you. And he probably doesn't <laughs> all of that. So that's nonsense. He wouldn't have ever wanted to interview me if he didn't want to. So robot alien compulsive brain, just knock this off. And Ellen, if you're listening to this, I'm just walking through my thought processes, okay, dude? <laughs> I always knew that you're, that you're a good guy and that you would follow through. This is my compulsive brain talking. But this morning, instead of wallowing into feelings of, what are all the possible reasons why Ellen wouldn't email me I emailed Alan and I said, just checking in. Is this still a good time to schedule an interview? You know, hope things are going good. And I also let him know I enjoy listening to his podcast, which I do. And almost immediately, I got a reply from Alan. Yes, we're going to try to schedule it again. So when that happens, I'll let you know. 
because none of that was true. It's more about things going on in his family life, his business, yada, yada, yada. Notice this theme. Most of you, when you have the opportunity, are brilliant at coming around to support me and support each other for my growing numbers, for my statistics, for the podcast itself. I know that new listeners are finding this podcast and sticking with it. I know that they are. I got into iHeartRadio. That was a cool thing. That wouldn't have happened if this podcast was total crap. So, if I look at the facts, I'm okay. I'm really okay. Sometimes I'm in a very up mood. Sometimes I'm extremely professional and easy to get along with. Sometimes I'm in a pissy mood. Sometimes I can be a bitch. Sometimes I do do things to hurt other people's feelings on purpose or an accident. But none of that matters because I'm a human being. I'm not a robot alien. And so when the robot aliens come down, try to get inside my arms, thrust it into the chips, and throw them down my gullet, now I can hold up my hand and say, stop, robot aliens. Because I'm not scared of you. I'm not scared of the feelings you're trying to protect me from. And at least today, day 45, 15 weeks into my grand experiment, I'm okay with telling my feelings instead of heading for the chips. So brave companion, until next time, take care because I really care. A slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. I've been waiting on a free ride, ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. Be home.